What is up, everybody, and welcome to M3 Wrestling. I'm Brandon. I'm Andrew. And today, we're going to have ourselves a little discussion. We're trying to figure out, we've had this discussion outside of here at, really at work, and uh, we were talking about our Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And, you know, I've seen stuff all over Facebook, Instagram, you know, YouTube, where everybody, fans and wrestlers uh, alike, talk about their Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I figured, you know what? I've never really thought about... I thought about, you know, wrestlers in the past that that uh, maybe my top five or top ten. But, you know, then I th- think about Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Maybe you have to start thinking about something outside of just your favorites. Right. You know, so... So I think we're going to do that. I think we're going to, I think we're going to see what our, we're going to like talk this out and we're going to see what our Mount Rushmore, uh, instead of just having something, uh, you know, written down and, and ready to go, we're just going to kind of discuss this and we're, what we we're would winging do. it. We're winging we're it. We're calling it in the ring. Yeah. We're going to call it in the ring. This is our first time where I don't know how well this is going to go. You know, we're pretty green. <laughs> this, this may be a 10 minute video. Yeah. Well, and that's fine. We probably don't want you to make it too long. Uh, I'm sure people don't want to hear incessant rambling about stuff when we're just a couple of fans. Yeah. You know, it's not like this is Undertaker saying, hey, this is my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, we've, I've never really discussed it, so I thought it would be a fun, fun thing to do. Yeah. I grew up with all these guys, and so, a lot of some of these guys are different than you grew up with, which, I mean, you were still watching, you know, around that time, too, so yeah. you grew up with these guys, too. But, like, it's a little bit different because we got several years between us. And then it's going to be different from guys like that grew up, you know, like Taker and them grew up. And then you got guys now who, you know, are younger than us who are growing up watching Cena and Randy get it on the ring every single night for three years in the early, in the late 2000s, early 12, you know, 10s. Yeah. And God, what a miserable time that was. (laughs) Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Putting, so putting the title on the Miz, <laughs> putting the title on the Miz, like, oh, and I do have more appreciation for Miz now than I did. Yeah, I gotta say that. But ugh, he anyway, just, he just jobbed the Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania. So. Yeah, I mean, he's a joke <laughs> at this point, right? Just, just entertainment. Um, so I think you've got to you've got to think about the Hogans and the Flares, the Nash, not the Nashes, the Hogans, Flares, the Savages. Piper, Dusty, Bruno, Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Brett, Brett uh, Undertaker, uh, and you know, you know, I could grow up and I could say, you know, like growing up, and you know, this is not going to be something that Andrew agrees with at all. Uh, I grew up absolutely loving Bill Goldberg, and I know, I recognize that the man is not. He is a Hall of Famer, and I don't care what anybody says. I think he's a Hall of Famer. But he had his place, and it's not where the Austins were. It's not where the Hogans were. It's not where. So, you know how 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 would you dictate who between all of those guys? Because you know if I you know if you ask me any given time, you say, "Hey, what's your top five? I'd be like, "Well, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I I would say Stone Cold, The Rock, Steve, uh, Steve Austin. I already said Steve Austin. Uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Undertaker. These are guys that I grew up in the Attitude Era with, and right before and after. These guys are solid. But 
I don't think I can put them all in the top five or six, or even in this case, the top four, right? Yeah, not when Hogan and Flair are sitting there. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, how do you do we do we distinguish this? Not we can't distinguish this by favorites. We have to, you know, we need to look at this in a different way. So, how would we do this? It would have to be not just entering ability, but Mike ability, but not just Mike ability. What they did for the business. Yeah, how that, did they draw? How did they draw? You know, what era, like the era they went in and what they came up in, what they have to work with. You have, there's all these factors. And I guess, I, like I said, I've never really sit here and just pondered over who the top four was. Yeah. Do you go farther back than that? Do you go <sighs> Dude. Bruno San Martino, or do you go WWF and say, we don't talk about Bruno? Well, I mean... And that's hard for me, too, because I didn't grow up in that era. Right. And I recognized Bruno for what he was. He was a hero. Yep. He was a hero to the Northeast. To for, all the Italian-Americans. The, for, what, 10 or 12 years? Yeah. At least? Yeah. From he was a champion for, 60s like... 60s to, to the late 70s, almost, when, when superstar Billy Graham beat him. So. That's what I'm saying. And he, he Was it combined 10 years or so of, of Possibly. Cha- of I know the first one was seven. Yeah, so, I mean, this is, you know, I can't, to, to do this objectively, or can I do this objectively, I guess is another question. I think, and maybe you'll have to kind of, you know, just kind of let, let me know what you think about this. I don't know if I can go completely objectively. I don't know, I don't know if I can include guys from eras that I didn't watch. Right, like Luthez. Like Luthez. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to go back into the 50s and 60s for me and say, yeah, this is... Because yeah, for the wrestling business, for the, for wrestling, they're huge. Yeah, they, they were the be- traveling champions. They were, yeah, so what what came before all these other guys it was something very special and something completely different than a lot of these guys don't even know what to... Like, they wouldn't know anything about that life now. Right. Um. It's, you know, when the business was still very, very real to a lot of people. Uh, I don't want to discredit anything that Lou did or any of them other, like Chief J. Strongbow even. Like, he was also, he was no Luthes, but, you know, like, that's, there's a lot of cool old legends from, like, the 60s that I just don't know if I could put on that list. It's like, I think if you're going to drag anybody out of that era to put on Mount Rushmore, even objectively, it's got to be Bruno. That or another one, a fellow Missourian, Harley Race. Harley Race, that's another one. Seven, but, seven time or eight time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Man, that's a good, that's a scene, that's another thing too. That's You're probably going to bring up some guys that, I, that I'm just not going to think of off the top of my head. Harley Race. Definition of traveling champion. Yeah. And and also the guy who made Ric Flair, well, him and Dusty. Yeah. He, well, yeah, see, and, that, and, that, and we were talking about that, too. You would almost have to put Flair on that list. But it was Flair Flair without Dusty. Yeah. It's Flair Flair without Harley Race. really think about this, it's, it's, which way do you go? Am I being too much of a mark? <laughs> <laughs> Am I just being retarded? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it, but, so, I, I mean, how would you break this down? Like I said, we're winging this crap. This is going to be a complete mess, probably, of, an, of, a, of a video, but... I think it's kind of kind of cool to do uh, free for all discussion on this every now and then. Something like this, I I don't I don't know because there's no probably right or wrong answer. Yeah, this is kind of sacrilegious for me to say, uh, brother. But brother, before brother, Hogan, brother. I don't know that they were running three arenas a night. 
I, I don't know how many they were running, but I know in in the height of Hulkamania, they were running A, B, and C towns, sometimes yeah. D towns. Yeah. So, yeah. I, oh my I, God. I have to throw Hogan on there. As much as it pains me sometimes with yeah. some of the things. But, you know, as a kid, you know, at, at the height of Hulkamania in like the late 80s, I, uh, I was there for that ride and enjoyed it. So, so I think, I think, I think you have a good point there. And I think, so I think we have to probably exclude Bruno from this, from this, because as, as, as great as the territory days were, I, we probably need to start looking at this as who did what. I know they didn't have access to the complete country, but, yeah. but Bruno was just really, really hot in the Northeast. You know, could Bruno go to, California or the Midwest or the South and do the same? It's maybe, hard to say. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you don't want to discredit and say he couldn't, but, you know, as an Italian-American hero and a really pushed WWF star. I mean, if he goes to Southwest Championship Wrestling in San Antonio, you going to put a cowboy hat on him and try to get him over? Yeah. Uh, I just don't. I just don't know if that works. Like you know, like I, could, it's easy to get the Von Erichs over down there and, and get the Freebirds, but you can't. I just don't think you could. Oh, I don't think. I think you could probably pull a lot of those guys out of their territory and put them in a different one, and it works. Yeah, I think mo- like the Von Erichs can be successful. They they may not be as big in um in Texas or in anywhere else other than yeah. as they were in Texas. But they're still huge. Yeah, I think they, you could they pull, wrestled in Florida as heels. Yeah, I I think you could still pull them out of any situation and put them in something different, and they and they succeed. I, and I think they get over the Rock and Roll Express the same way. Mm-hmm. Midnight Express would be the same way. I don't I don't think that you can pull Andre was that way. I just don't know if you could pull. Man, I mean, maybe that's stupid of me to say because you just don't know. But I, I think there's certain people you just don't pull, and they don't do as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't think I don't think Bruno would have been top of the world. In, in, everywhere. In everywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. You know, what I, mean? I don't think he would have been. Is not. He's the thing is, is no one, even as big as Rick was and as popular as Dusty was, no one came along and was as big as Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan wasn't just big. In the WWF, he put like he him and Vince put wrestling on the map for everyone ever to the point where you have the music industry and the Hollywood yeah. getting involved. Like yeah. he like they they made that business way bigger and put more eyes on everything way more than anybody else could. We talked about it, in, I think, in our very first wrestling podcast that we had. It's probably in episode one. Uh, like my first uh, time I ever watched wrestling and, and knew I fell in love with it, and that's that Hogan Andre match at the main event. Yeah. And thirty three million people watched that. Match. Yeah, yeah, the most that's ever seen wrestling. Yeah, at, at one time, in one night. Yeah, and it's, you gotta you gotta put him there. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. I think I think we could both agree that that Hulk Hogan is spot one on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So now we get to spot two. Do we put Andre there? I personally do not. I personally do not. And I think Andre is great, 
but you have you always have somebody that he's he's one of those guys. You know, he's the spectacle. He's the one that he's you, the attraction. He's the attraction. You have to topple the big heel, right, or whatever. Or he's even if he's a face, he's still the attraction. I he's still not as big as Hulk Hogan, yeah. and so you don't put you don't put Andre there. I think I think if you have a big card. You you hire Andre to pad the card, right? To, to be like, oh yeah, he's going to be there too. Let's, yeah, let's fork out some money for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's. Besides that, what's your favorite Andre the Giant match? I don't have a. <laughs> I don't like. There's not, and this may be unfair because I haven't watched a lot of his really old old stuff. If how much of that's available, I don't know. Uh, uh, he could move when he was younger. Yeah, and I and I've heard that. I haven't personally seen it. I I have no question probably that he did, but even still, I don't. Yeah. But you also know how I feel about big men. Yeah. Like I love Andre, um, and I like some big men, but most of them I just think they're they're just guys to topple. Like they're just attractions. Yeah. They're just real, like they they or do better in a short lived run. They don't they don't need to be on TV every night because they're not going to produce exciting matches mm-hmm. and they're not going to draw you money. Outside of that, you're gonna overexpose. You're gonna overexpose them because if you if you put them in a match every night with even the same person, it's gonna be boring. If you put them in different matches with different people, it's too much Mm -hmm. because you're gonna they're gonna realize real quick. Oh, this guy can only literally do one or two things. Yeah, and I'm getting kind of sick because especially when you have uh, people like Savage and Ricky Steamboat. Yes. And the undercard, you're like, uh, you see a whole other world, and you're like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to see this at all, really. <laughs> and that's just how I am. I really don't want to see it ever again. This was this was fine for five minutes this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's we 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 did this with Andre. We've done this with Big Show. We've done this with a few other guys. Yeah. I think I've seen all I need to yeah, see. Not not discrediting Andre. He's just not on either. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I love Andre. It's just, yeah, we just have to talk about the facts. Um, so do we put? I think I think we have to exclude him. I think we have to exclude Harley because I think Harley's more of a territorial guy too. I think Harley's great. Uh, man, so good, such yeah. a good heel. Yeah. Um, but I think, but I think if you're gonna pick, so if you have to pick one of the three between him, Dusty, or Flair, who do you pick as a traveling champion? Who do you pick? It's Flair. It's Flair. It's Flair. It's gotta be. It's Flair, and I don't, and I. And there's too many other guys that we have to get to to talk about. That, and I mean, some of these guys can be bumped off, but for for now, I can't put Dusty on there. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I know we said with Dusty, D- Flair wouldn't be anything without Dusty, probably. Well, and I, that's not necessarily true, but he's Dusty elevated. Dusty elevated him a lot. Uh, and Dusty's great in his own right. <sighs> But Ric Flair's Ric Flair, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, there's, there's, I think that's when you have to add in that other thing, you know, which, you know, Dusty had the, 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 the talk, mm-hmm. but, but Flair had something about him. It was a little bit more. Yeah. He had a presence. Yeah. Just a, just a presence. And not only that, I, he would go for an hour every night in the territory days. You didn't want your top guy losing, you know, no. you're, you're paying for Flair to come in. But you didn't want your top guy losing face no, to Ric Flair, no. so he had to go an hour every single night. Yeah. So, yeah, to me, it's a no-brainer that Ric Flair would be, and and not just that the money he drew, the money he made for Jim Crockett back in those days to afford those Lear jets and everything. 
The alligators. <laughs> the alligators. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll say for now we'll say spot two goes to Ric Flair. And I think you have to exclude Andre, Harley, and Dusty. This is where it gets hard. This is where it starts to get hard. Um, so you get into the next era, and you've got your, which, you know, that that's kind of the Piper. I can't put Piper up there. Um, you know, I know I'm going to leave a few people out. I'll not thank them because there's too many. And I, I like, I like Brett, but. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. The, the business was down. When Brett was champion, he put on some great matches, but you look, and the business was going down with Hogan as champion mm-hmm. at that time. Yes, but you, you look what Brett did for the business. Yeah, the work rate was great, but nobody was coming out to see it. No, no, and that's and it, do do we count that against him because the business was so bad, or do we? You know what I mean? Like, do we not? Because business, business, business has never been bigger, other than when it was the rock and roll era, was it? Yeah. I mean, that, at least in that case, put Roman Reigns on there right now. Well, well <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Acknowledge I know, him, Brandon. I know, I know some people probably would. Um, yeah, man, I really want to put Brett on there, but this is—I almost wonder if this is where like. His longevity and his his Could be. in-ring work, his technical skills, maybe surpass that, even that, and put him on the list. Does that make sense? Right. You yeah. know, like, because there's things, there's things that outweigh, like Hogan, with Hogan just being the face and being the the hero, uh, the big leg drop, the music, that the, the charisma, I think just the character as a whole. I think you put him on the list because of just the time era and the drawing, what he what he is. Um, but on the exact opposite end, you don't have good business here, but you have one of the best wrestlers, mm. bar none, of all time. He never hurt anybody. Yeah. No one really hurt him. He he like he was he he was he you know like you know how some of these guys are safe workers. Flair Flair didn't get hurt. He had, and he and he ran an hour every night. Right. This dude did. He wrestled an hour. Uh, you know, even guys like today, like Ziggler or Miz, who wrestle a specific style, and they don't get hurt, and they don't hurt people. It's safer. But Brett was like the peak of that because he actually made it look like real. Legitimate. He made, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think Miz is a little too uh, a little too soft. Yeah, and I'm sure he would hate that. But Brett is one of those for me. I, I don't think I put him on the Mount Rushmore, but I think he's right on the cusp. Yeah, like I, I want to put him on there. I just can't quite do it. So do you put Sean there? No, no, because he because he didn't. He might. He I don't know. I feel like he's comparable in draw. Draw maybe and maybe not. I could be wrong. I, I'd look at the numbers. It's Brett. Yeah. I'd, as far as drawing goes, I think maybe if Sean's not hurt those what three or four years that he's out. Yeah, and has a chance during that attitude era. Oh my god, to, to prove he belongs. You, you know, imagine some of the matches he'd have had. Well, yeah, because the thing the thing is, is no one. There were some good matches around that area, but the the matches took the back seat to the story, and to the other stuff. So you know, you would actually had some decent matches thrown into the attitude era, which would have made attitude era even bigger. Yeah. Possibly, of course. He, I don't know if he could have been the defending champion. I think he would have been a, had to be the one chasing after it. But it's, I think that's another. This is another topic for another day because this is this is another rabbit hole. But 
if Shawn Michaels sticks around, what happens to Steve Austin? Because Steve Austin is on this trajectory of being this mega, mega star. And you're talking the heights of Hogan, if not yeah. bigger. I, I think he's still that mega star. I don't, I don't think Shawn Michaels stops that. Yeah, maybe not. I just, yeah, maybe you wouldn't have as many run, title runs with him. I don't know, or maybe he's always just chasing it. I think, I think Brett and because you needed heel, he would have to be heel, I guess, then and working Steve Austin. Right, he would have to remain the heel. Yeah, with DX or even outside of DX, he'd have to remain heel. Yeah, I, I think when we're talking Brett and Sean, you kind of get into a name that you said earlier is like the Ricky Steamboats and like that, the guys who can really work mm-hmm. and can really go, but. Didn't really get the chance to draw a whole lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I put them there. I kind of put Randy Savage in that, too. Um, yeah. Which I want to put him on this. I like all four of those guys, but I don't know if I can do it. Okay, so the next up would have to be the era of of Taker and Triple H, The Rock, Steve Austin. And we just said one of those Mick names Foley. that I think goes on there. I, I 100% have to put Steve Austin on yes. this list. Yeah. And it's nothing against The Rock because The Rock almost reached the same height. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and maybe some people would argue he did hit that height. Maybe I don't know if I would hit. I don't know if he'd hit bigger. But <sighs> but the thing is, when Austin was out, he was the only thing. Yeah. So he was huge. I don't know. You you could look at it like he's bigger than Austin. Look at him now. Well, that's true. But but that's outside of the wrestling. Yeah, business. that's outside of wrestling. Inside of wrestling, I don't think. The Rock is who he is without Stone Cold Steve Austin there. I agree. Um, I agree. You know, WrestleMania. I think Ro- I think Ross. The Rock is like you said. It's it's like he's on the cusp. Yeah. I think he's right there who just misses the mark. But Steve Austin, just like just like Bret Hart made Steve Austin in a way, and so many other people did too. I think he made The Rock. Yeah. And I think The Rock wouldn't be there without without him to that level. And if he wouldn't have got hurt. You know how how much would have Rock got? Yeah, with, yeah. Without if, being heel, if Austin's not hurt, he's wrestling clear into what oh seven oh eight somewhere like that. Oh, I guarantee it. He would have at least wrestled into the oh five six for sure. Cena and Austin. He would. I yeah. I think you would have seen. I think you would have seen a Cena Austin. I think you would have seen more with him and Brock. I think you would have probably got a Hogan match and at, at the decline, like kind of like you know Sean did with Hogan. Yeah. I think you would have got a last Hogan match. I think maybe. Um, you definitely would have caught that early year. You Batista and Cena and them guys for sure. Yeah, more more matches with Triple H and Sean. You know, because Sean came back. So uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think Steve Austin has to go on that yeah. list. Yeah, and Triple and Triple H has always been the guy that his he's a great in ring presence, but he's always the guy that. The other guy, what? How did Cornette word that? Like he wasn't the he wasn't the one drawing money. He was always working with the guy who drew money. Yeah, basically, and, and, and nothing against Triple H because he is one of the best I've ever seen in the ring as mm-hmm. far as psychology and what he does. And he's been a great heel. Like he's, I mean, he made me hate him for years. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's the guy that you throw in there. So, do you put Taker in there? This is the probably the hardest thing for me. The the last spot. The la- well, yeah, the last spot because okay, so let's just go ahead and combine current to let's say oh let's say oh three to now, right? So you've got Randy Orton, you got Cena. We'll put Roman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that hurt, didn't it? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> oh, 
I'll talk about Roman here in a minute. So let's just say Roman. Randy Orton, Cena, Taker. Um, we're not putting Kane in there. Uh, he's he's one of those dudes that's kind of like Rock and Triple H. He's the in mankind. Mick Foley's great. I just don't think. No. He's kind of a niche thing. I, I feel like he's more niche. Yeah. Um, who else? That's it. Cause, I mean, you got Batiste and some of those guys. Ray, Mysterio. I think they're all great in their own right. But you got to talk about big, big stars. Cena and Orton carried the company for two or three years there when things got. And and Sean and Taker were still kind of there doing their own thing. But they were the ones kind of doing the big stuff for three, two, three, four years. I think you put Cena ahead of Orton. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just because he he was such a big... he is He's the modern era Hulk Hogan. Um, Roman, Roman's had it a thousand days as the time of this recording, a little over a thousand days. He's, he's good. Uh, he's really coming to his own. Finally, they were trying to force feed him down everybody's throats for still got that terrible finisher five or six years. He still has this stupid Superman punch <laughs> that no one on this planet likes or believes. I don't think I could put Roman no. up there. I'm sorry. No. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I only I only even even talked about it because of the current thing going on. Like the bloodlines, so the bloodline is one of the better things to happen in wrestling in a, a decade or half a decade anyway. But come on, like there's nothing been happening in the last <laughs> decade. Let's be real. Yeah. There might be two or three things, but no ongoing storyline uh, has. No, we'll just stop it right there. <laughs> so no Roman. So you have to go back to Cena. Or Taker. Um, and that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Is that it? Maybe. <sighs> or, or go back to one of the ones or, right on the cusp. Did I say Orton? Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you got Brett, you got Brett, Sean. Brett, Sean, right. The Rock. Triple H. Uh, Cena. Cena. Taker. Cena, Orton, Taker. Bob Backman. Bob back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jim Jim Duggan. Hacksaw. <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Butchered. Yeah. Um, no joke. Have you seen his Mid-South stuff? Oh, yeah. It's great, like dude. It's so great. He's, he was the man. Dude. It was so yeah. great. Love me some Hacksaw Butchered. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought I actually thought it was Ron Simmons. Oh, yeah. The first time I saw him, I'm like, what's Ron Simmons? Is that right? But then Ron Simmons came out. I'm like, oh no, it's Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Like, no, no, that's two different dudes. Because <laughs> I mean, and it was like dark, and we had the TV on, like we were watching it going to bed, and we had it like on a lower setting, like like a darker setting, so it wasn't so bright. And I'm like, and it, he just kind of had he filled out. He had a very similar body build. So when he came out, I'm like, is that is that Farouk? And Joseph's like, ah, maybe. And like no, and then they said hacksaw butch rig. I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. And then and then Ron Simmons came out actually later in the show. Anyway, um, getting off subject here, I can understand why people might want to put Cena. I can understand why people might want to put Bret Hart. Yeah. I uh, on any given day, I would put Shawn Michaels in my top five, my favorite top five. Yeah. But Undertaker is in my top two of all time. Yeah. And so this is where, so this is what the first half of Undertaker's career is iconic and imagery wise, presence wise, presentation un, unmatched. Actually, he's unmatched throughout his entire career. 
I think. Uh, maybe other than the American Badass era. I'm sorry to those people out there who love that era. <laughs> I, it's okay. It's not us. It's not me. Um, he had no matches. He had nobody to work with until mid-late 90s. And then it got good. And then he really started having some good shit when he came back as the dead man in 04. Mm-hmm. And after that, he had some, eh, but... Man, when he that tail end, he was he put on some good shit. And of course, you got to talk about the him, him and Shawn Michaels, those two WrestleManias, twenty five and twenty six. Yeah, I think just long lasting. Is anybody more respected? I don't think they're more respected. I know that that's not the only factor we have to look at here. He's also to me as, and I love the Undertaker, but he's almost like Andre to me as an attraction. Yeah, more more than. Someone that I'd put up on Mount Rushmore. But we might differ there. Yeah. I feel like I'd have to differ. (laughs) Well, because... Andre... I don't know. And I could be wrong here. Maybe not everybody feels this way. But I feel like, you know, Andre... I would only want to see if I came to a show. I'd only want to see every now and then when somebody's trying to topple him or he's... I could watch Undertaker... Every night. Undertaker could go with anybody, just about. Obviously not the, the really big, big guys who couldn't go at all. Right. But but Undertaker had really good matches with the regular size guys and the bulkier guys and then, of course, the smaller guys. But you put him in there with Austin. You put him in there with Triple H. You put him in there with Shawn Michaels. Uh, him and Batista had an okay match. Yeah. Really? And, and it's Batista. Um. It, he, him, him and Ray had an okay match at Royal Rumble that year. I think it was a 10, 2010. Uh, I think Ray busted him open on that. Heard it was like bust his nose or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, like I, I him and Bret Hart, like they they have, I. he he can go with all the best. And I don't know, like this is, I may, I'm my bias is showing probably <laughs> in this one, in this one. Cena. Cena's got Make-A-Wish. Cena's got Longevity. He's also got the five moves of doom, but he's, I know he's seen as Hogan. Yeah. Seen as just a modern day Hogan, but was he as big as Hogan at the time? Yeah. That I'm not sure about. That's what I'm having a hard time. Yeah. With. Hogan is understandable. Yeah. I don't think Cena was just because, pers- because personally. Cena, Cena, I don't think so either. Cause Cena, although he carried the company for those years it, and he is great in his own right. He didn't have the level. He was popular, but he didn't have the level that Hogan did, and he sure as hell didn't have the level of Austin did. So, you, if you're if you're bringing Cena, he, he did his part for the PG era and Make Wish and all that. But, but the era, I to me, he's kind of like on the cusp, like Bret Hart, like you said. Yeah, he's he's the one that carried the company through the through some lower times, and. I don't know. The only difference is here is Bret Hart is a much better wrestler than Cena. Right. And he had his own five moves to do, but he could do so much more. He can do way more. Yeah. So, except the distracting mouth breathing thing he used to do where he just looked like he was dead. And he had that real <laughs> thick Canadian spit. Just, yeah. uh, little, take a turnbuckle. <laughs> um, he, uh, I, I think I would have to put Bret Hart ahead of Cena. Yeah. My question is, do you put Bret Hart or 
Randy Savage ahead of The Undertaker for The Rock. That's that's where I'm at right now. You put who? Say it one more time. Brett or Savage. Oh, Brett or Savage. In that spot? Yeah. So that's what you're coming back to is Brett and Savage? Probably more Brett than Savage because Brett carried an era. Savage never really had his era because he was in Hogan's era. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He was always in o- Hogan's limelight, like yeah, spotlight. It's, yeah. it's kind of one of those things. And like, I love that first title run that Savage had. I do too. But, and that's nothing against Savage because that was just bad timing. Everybody, you know, Hogan knew how to play politics better. Mm-hmm. And that was... And, but Savage was uh, so good. I, you know, I, so, so I don't think we're in danger of, of Ric Flair's not in danger. No. Of, okay. I don't Hogan's think so. not in danger. I don't think so either. I don't think Steve Austin's definitely not in danger. Um, Our question is, do we go Bret Hart, Undertaker, or Rock? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Sean, Sean was always kind of... The, he was kind of like the steamboat, right? Like you said, he was the one, and he was in the. Uh, he was really, really good, but he was always kind of the afterthought when it came to bigger stars. Yeah, you always he was always chasing somebody, or yeah. somebody was always better than him. You know, Brett, Brett in this case was better than Sean. Sean was just a better character. He was more flamboyant, yeah. easier to like with the high flying spots. Brett was better. Yeah. Brett was a better guy, um, as far as I know. Um, <laughs> It just, uh, then you've got, oh God, yeah, man, see, like, uh, the bias in me wants to put Taker there. Yeah. I'm, but objectively, I, I think Brett. That's the way I'm leaning. I think Brett has to be there. As down as business was, he, he carried a, a entire, you know, era of wrestling from. Well, and you know, he doesn't get enough credit for kind of, uh, Helping jumpstart the attitude air a little bit. Yeah. You know, he kind of, he, some of his shoot interviews out there, those promos he did on Vince and the company and that the way things were going were pretty legit. Yeah. They were pretty, like, pretty much shoot, inter- like, promos. And he kind of got more attitude on air in front of everybody before Sean did. Yep. Or, you know, well, Sean did, like, the smile, the lost of smile bullshit. That was, no one knew what that meant. Everybody was just ate it up and everybody in the back was like, well, he just, He's sour grapes, but Brett was actually airing grievances out. Yeah. For, for everybody out there, this this fourth spot is the hardest one. For it, sure. it would be so easy just to say, oh, it's The Rock. Throw The Rock. Okay. Yeah, throw The Rock in it, because he was, he, was, he was second biggest in the Attitude Era, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think he can. I, I think he's close. I, yeah. I think I'm going Brett for that last spot. Yeah. It's, it's with a heavy heart, because I'm not... I think I think he's deserved of that spot mm-hmm. um, more so than some of these other people we're talking about. You know, I, I do I like it the stuff from ninety two to ninety seven better than the Cena era stuff? Uh, yeah, probably yeah. for sure. Yeah, dude, Cena era stuff it was so boring. I remember thinking even then, <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. when does it end? Yeah. And and I don't I didn't even hate John Cena, but I was like, oh, this is too much, man. Yeah. Like this is too much. Uh, and I mean, I, I grew up liking Goldberg. I grew up liking all this. I didn't hate Cena. It's just it's just so hard to watch him and Randy Orton every damn night. Yeah, and I I didn't 
hate early Cena, you know, clear up until he, no, has, I mean, he had some really good matches with like Umaga. His, remember his, those? Yeah, his mid his mid two thousands run was good. Yeah, it's just it's when the HD era came in that P and the PG stuff started right after Ben Wall. Yeah, I checked. It, out. It, it was it was it was really starting to go down yeah. for everybody, and him and Orton had to kind of carry everything, and there was some good here and there. I really kind of wanted to put Ben Wall on this. But, Dude, you know. <laughs> one of these days I want to discuss Ben Wall. Yeah. And, you know, today is not that day, but one of these days I do want to kind of get down into Ben Wall everything. Just, I think that'd be kind of an interesting episode. Yeah, I think so too. It might, it might piss some people off and maybe it won't as far as what my opinion will be, but. but I don't think there's enough people there who, well, I, I think they praise his in-ring ability. They just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about any of it because of everything that happened. And we'll right. get to that, too. But, dude, Ben Wall was technically up there. Brett, I mean, when you because you got to when you talk about and I know we, we didn't mention Eddie, but I wouldn't put him up there either. And, that, and there's no disrespect to him, but he wasn't he wasn't on top long enough. No, he wasn't. But, dude, Ben Wall and Ben Wall wasn't really either. But but really, if you think about it, Ben Wall had matches. Well, we just watched uh, what was it? What's two thousand when we just watched? We just reviewed. Oh, him and Jericho. Him and Jericho, like they were. That was WWE title, wasn't it? Uh, no, no it's Intercontinental. I see. Yeah, but he had WWE title by the end of the year, didn't he? Or wasn't he having? Didn't he have a match? Yeah, he had a match against the Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Ago. So this was it fully loaded, or yeah, or yeah. was it Judgment? It's fully loaded. That fully loaded. Yeah. Judgment Day was him and Triple. I think he won on a technicality and he yes. got taken away or yes. something. Yeah. So. So, Benoit was already kind of in that. He was showing his chops pretty early. Yeah. He just didn't get his due until 2004 or whatever it was, right. really. Yeah. And that was an amazing match. That triple, that was the best triple threat match I think I've ever seen. You watched the stuff, too. He was doing 10 years before that with, like, Two Cold Scorpio. Yes. WCW. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why he was in the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Like, he... So, anyway, we're going to get off on a tangent with... We'll talk about Benoit soon enough. <laughs> but, so, you're, so we're going... Hogan, Flair, Austin, and Brett. I think so. And it's so fitting because uh, because of the Brett and Austin dynamic. Mm-hmm. They're so great on their own, but they also kind of helped each other yeah. along, especially Brett with with trip uh, with uh, sorry yeah. Austin. Um, I, th- I think Taker could be an alternate there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah. I think Taker could definitely be an alternate, and I don't I don't think Cena's got enough enough to even be on the cusp for me because I think Hogan is just so much next level uh, and people might have a problem with that, but Hogan is just, yeah. Hogan has all the, everything yeah. that Cena has, but in a bigger era. Cena on Mount, and, 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 and Mount Man, Rushmore doesn't work for me, brother. No, that, that's not, yeah, doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, finger poke a doom him <laughs> off of there. Um, I don't think you can, I don't, I think as far when you're talking about traveling champions in the territory days, I don't think it gets any bigger than Ric Flair. As, as big as Dusty and them were, I think. Flair's kind of it. Um, from the mid-90s, early, early, mid, late-90s, you've got Bret Hart. And I don't think, it, I don't think, I think Sean might be on the cusp there. But I think Bret edges that out. And then as far as the Attitude Era, there's nobody that tops Steve Austin as much as I love The Rock, as much as I love Undertaker. That's it. And yeah. that kind of goes to show you, we've got, we've got four eras, basically, and four times before the ruthless aggression era, before the modern era, right? And none of them guys made it. And I, I just don't think Cena. There hasn't been 
any new big stars like Austin since Austin in The Rock. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I don't think I don't think you. I think Cena is the closest. I think Brock could have been if he hadn't left. Brock could have been Brock. It well, Brock is huge, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's not. He's 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 the attraction. He's yeah. he's he's one of those unique. He's a unique dude. Yeah, because he, he's not as big as Andre. He's big in a different way. He missed out. I guarantee you, in the Attitude Era, he missed out on a on ten title runs. Yeah, right yeah. there, or yeah. in the Ruthless Aggression Era. I mean, I think I think I think you have so many have so many gems in there. You know, we didn't even mention Kurt Angle. Yeah, there's so many gems in there that helps helps wrestling be what it is. But you just have those guys who are just so like just next level. And I don't think I honestly don't think that Cena is quite there. I think some people would disagree with that. Maybe people in the wrestling business would disagree with that. And I don't think Roman's there. Yeah. At least not yet. And I don't even know if he really will be. I think it's it's really cool to think about now because he's this is the biggest and most long-winded storyline that's been in wrestling in how long? Oh, yeah, forever. That's actually been big, it's something where he's gotten to the level he's gotten. But I, it's also being forced to us. It, it, it didn't happen. It's naturally. just in a different way. Yeah, it's it's in a much different way. It's a much better way. We finally finally got something for Roman to stick to. Yeah. But okay, well, I think we can both agree on that. I think that's both of our lists. I can, I don't think I can differ from that. Yeah. I think I think I think we've found a good common ground. So I don't think I think Taker's just right there on the edge. I think Sean might be on the edge. The Rock might be on the edge. But Triple H. Triple H may be on the edge. Yep. And you got a bunch of other guys in there in the running, but yeah, I think I think you have to edge it to Brett just because he just even though he just cries and bitches about everything now, he's, <laughs> he's so bitter, he's such he seems so man. bitter and angry. But he, man, in a way, I, I see what he says. Yeah. It's kind of like Cornette. Like yeah. I, I get where Cornette's coming from. Yeah. I really do. And I and I've been blocked by him on Twitter. <laughs> I I have never even said anything I, to that man. I can tell you, we we both love listening to Jim Cornette's podcast. Oh, oh for sure. But but yeah, I don't even take it personally because he because I I'm pretty sure I mouthed off to I don't even know what I did. I think I probably just said something really sarcastic and shitty to somebody that he likes politically on Twitter. Just just the and, tad and, bit and he, right and, wing. And, and I th- yeah, and I think he just like. <laughs> He was just scrolling and he saw the same thing. And I think he just randomly finds dumb, like dumb comments he didn't like and then blocks those people so he never has to see him again. <laughs> he's very, very timid. Huh. He's very touchy. Passive aggressive. He's a, he's, well, he's a psychopath, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but I'm not going to hold it against him because he has got a hilarious podcast. Yeah. It's very yeah, entertaining. I it. uh, and I never met the guy. I don't care as much as he does. Um, he can say it all day long. He doesn't care, but I know he does. He's he's yeah. just too fired up he's, not to care about stupid he's, shit. He's av- he is, as we say in our line of work, a sensitive boy. He's a sensitive boy, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this has probably been long enough, but uh, I don't even know if we're going to make this into a podcast or not, or maybe a bonus episode, because be. it's pretty long for a, for yeah. a video. We might, I don't know, I'll throw it out there. But yeah, three and four took a while. It did. It was it's kind of rough, and when you're not prepared and you're just kind of talking it out on, on video, that's... It's a little bit rougher. Yeah. But anyway, I had a lot of fun. Um, anyways, guys, uh, I hope you all like this. We will be coming out with an episode two of our podcast soon. Um, we've actually got King of the Ring 96 that we're going to talk yep. about. We just covered Beware of, Beware of Dog in Your House 8. 
And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna roll through this yeah. all the way all As the way Brandon to the end. Dog comes up to the table. Yeah, beware of dog. <laughs> beware of dog. She's tired. She's ready to get it get it over with too. So, all right, guys, yeah. thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time.